Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Come on, why don't we thank the Lord this morning? George, I know when people tell me stories, you did awesome. Come on, let's thank the team this morning. It's not an easy thing. We Awesome, George. I don't know about you. I'm one of those people, you know, when you hear a story and then you go to relate a story and you're like literally nearly forget everything and you're, oh, well, something like this, yeah, yeah, something exactly. like this. And then you've got those people that just got that, those, you know, photographic memory and just tell it word for word or they go and watch a movie and they can literally tell you the whole script of the movie. God bless you if you are those people because I am not. I'm all heart. I'm visual. I'm visual. Anyway, well, it's so good to have you here this morning. Why don't you take your seat? Oh, you know what? Nick got up and said something that literally I was, you know, I always think about this, but I was literally thinking over the last three days, is that how do people do life without Jesus? Uh, well, I don't know. We'll go and ask them. They, they do life. They, they do okay. But as Nick said, they can revert to other things. And uh, just this week, I was literally, you know, contemplating. I mean, I've been Walking with the Lord since I was 15. Uh, I'm now 45, church. Come on, 45 years wiser. Uh, but, you know, uh, I went through a few years and then I gave my heart back to the Lord just before I turned 18. But I think about my life and the journey and just, you know, the storms of life and things that we all go through and I go, I cannot do life without him. I literally can't. He is my all. He is my source. He is my everything. And I just pray that this morning that this message speaks to you. But if you get anything out of it, that you realize you can't do life without Jesus. Don't just choose him as a lucky rabbit foot that when you're going through a hard time, you're like, well, I better pray and I better lean in. No, lean into him every day. Because he will give you wisdom, he will give you guidance, he will give you everything that you need to, to get through this life, which is which is tough but wonderful. We are so blessed to have breath in our lungs, to have health in our body, to live in the most beautiful country in the world. And I think, you know, sometimes as human beings, we focus on what's going wrong, we focus on what isn't right, we focus, we focus on the world's disasters and the government and this is going on, but you know what? We need to actually push that aside and go, I'm thankful and thank him every day for, for being alive and for being on this planet and being salt and light to humanity. Amen? So let's be thankful today. Yes, let's thank the Lord that he's in our lives. Come on, he's worthy of our praise. He's the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. He's the creator of the universe. Uh, and uh, it's good to be thankful and it's good to be here. So good to see you. I'm so glad you turned up. Uh, uh, probably noticed that Christian is away. Um, he hasn't run away. He's coming back tonight. <laughs> I've got a good man. He's actually up in Mackay preaching at one of our churches up there. So um, I know they're going to be blessed this morning, but you've got me this morning uh, to bring the word. And uh, church, I was talking to a dear friend of mine and I was sharing with her just yet, uh, a Friday night actually and she made me cry. Um, and I was sharing with her the word that I, that I was going to bring today and she said, Lissy, 
bring organic fruit to church. Bring the organic, the real, the rawness that you bring. You know, not the not the um, the polish, the this you know fruit that's been sprayed with chemicals and pesticides but bring realness and authenticity and you know church that's who I am you will get that from me and this morning it's going to be raw it's going to be real it's going to be organic and uh, I hope it comes out because it's been a week (laughs) we have weeks but I'm standing I'm here and I'm going to bring the word and I pray that you will be really blessed by this and encouraged by this And the title of my message this morning is Living a Fruitful Life. Um, And this is something that is not easy, but this is something that's so dear to my heart. And, um, you know, uh, becoming the person that God calls you and I to become. And who knows, it's a journey, but we have a choice to make every day that we either lean into the Spirit of God or we're guided by our own flesh, our own humanity and our own wants. So that's the title of my message this morning and I'm going to be speaking around the fruit of the Spirit, which is exciting. Come on. You're going to be challenged, church. You're going to be like, oh, I'm so not like that. Guess what? Neither am I. But that's why we need to keep leaning in, reading the Word, praying, seeking His face to be led by His Spirit and to deny our flesh every day. Amen. So, you know, this, this message was sort of stirred in me after uh, I preached last time. I, pre- I don't know if any of you were here that particular Sunday, but I preached a word on how are you doing. And uh, I remember when I went home and literally felt the Lord uh, put in my heart to uh, flow on from that and to, to dive deeper and talk about the fruits of the Spirit. And I was thinking about three words, integrity, excellence, and faith. And these are three things that I believe keep us steady in the storms of life. Who knows we need integrity. We need to be people of integrity, to be honest, to be upright and to be noble. When we're going through stuff, when life is messy, we need to keep our integrity church because it's so easy for that to slip. Uh, Then also we need to be people of excellence. And this is uh, something that, you know, I don't strive to be excellent in everything I do, but it's always I go, Lord, I want to represent you well. I want to be excellent at what I do because my life is to be an example to other people. And I know other people are looking. I don't put that pressure on myself, but I want to be an example to my children. I want to lead a life that shows excellence to my kids and to, to you, our church family, and just to my friends and people that I lead. And, you know, God calls us to be diligent and hardworking and to be 100% committed. When you're going through the storms of life, when you're going through stuff, be 100% committed to walking through it well. Because who knows when you're going through storms, it is hard to walk through it well. And I just recently had this conversation with one of my kids that, you know, some stuff's going on and it's so easy to become bitter and point the finger. But I'm saying, you know what? You need to stop and reflect, where do I need to change? Where do I need to improve in my life so that I can do things better? And the third one is faith, putting our trust and our hope in him, not our trust and our hope in ourselves and our own ability and our own successes, but putting our trust and hope in him, not in our own circumstances, but where is your faith? And I think it's a really good question to ask ourselves is that where is your faith right now? It's like, yep, you know what's pretty good, but how higher can we go? How deeper can we go in our faith with the Lord? Amen. Now let's look at Galatians 5, 
verse 16, and it says, So I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not, you will not uh, gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. Who knows that our flesh and our spirit man are constantly, you know, in this fight, yeah? It's a fight. It's a battle. It's a decision, you know. We have this thing called the flesh. This is our human natural desires, our flesh. It's constantly just there. It's constantly like, you know, I want to do this, I want to do that. And our flesh wants things that prevent God's Holy Spirit by leading us fully. And in Galatians 5.17, it says the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. And the bottom line is here, church, that we can either be led by the spirit, I mean led by the flesh, or we can be led by the spirit of God. But you can't be led by both. They are in constant conflict. Constant contention is going on in your life and it's so I would encourage you this morning it's like you know God says lift your eyes to where my help comes from lifting your eyes above your circumstances lifting your eyes to him because as you do you will hear the heartbeat of God you connect with his heart and his spirit every day and then it makes it so much easier to go you know what I'm going to deny my flesh Lord I'm hooked into you I'm listening to you and uh, then we move on uh, in, uh, to verse 19. And it goes on to talk about those things that our, our sinful nature naturally desires. And the result is very clear, sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, you know, hostility, quarrelling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambitions, you know, dissension, division, and it goes on and on and on, all those things that just, you know, come out. And I, I look at that and I go, that's the world. That's literally the world. And then I was thinking about the word fruit. And a definition of fruit is a result of something. So when you go to plant a seed in the ground, you know, like say a fruit seed, you're eventually going to see a tree grow and it's going to grow and you're going to see the fruit tree grow and bear fruit if it's been put in the right soil. If, you know, I, I believe and we know that if you plant a seed, you need to water it so it'll grow. You need to care for it. You know that it needs to be in the right environment. It needs to have the right amount of sunlight or the right amount of shade depending on the fruit tree or the plant for, uh, for it to grow to its full capacity, for it to bear the fruit that it needs to, uh, to bear. You know what I'm talking about? You know, when the fruit of the Spirit is displayed in our lives, it's, it's a sign and a result that we are being led by the Spirit of God, just like the branches of a grapevine have to be connected to the vine in order to bear grapes. The fruit of the Spirit is evident, evident in us being connected to Christ. And then a result of that church, we move on to verse 22. But the, the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. You ready? You should all know this. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and probably the hardest one, self-control. You know, I look at this scripture, and you might look at this scripture, if we can keep it up, Vicky, and you go, man, this is pretty hard to live up to. Yes, it is. 
church. Yes, it is. But that is what is so wonderful. I was looking at the scripture and it's so wonderful because that, that's where we have to totally surrender to Christ to see the beautiful fruit at work in our life. Now, Vicky, can you put back up uh, verse 19? And, you know, where our sinful natures, yep. So we look at that scripture, that's the world, full stop. I read all that, that's ugly, that's unattractive. That's what our flesh just naturally desires. But then, Vicky, can you put back up verse 22? This beautiful scripture, the fruit of the Spirit, the Spirit of God, it's beautiful, it's attractive, and the world needs this. The world needs this, church, more than ever before. Amen? And you know what? Seeking God and asking him to help us grow in exhibiting his fruit, this will will challenge us because we are uh, choosing to deny our flesh and feed our spirit instead. I read, a, I read a quote from a pastor in the USA called Rick Warren and he said, every problem is a character-building opportunity. It is no joke to withhold from our flesh what it wants because our flesh wants to get even but the spirit calls us to love and extend kindness. Our flesh wants to entertain sinful thoughts but the spirit calls us to walk in self-control. Our flesh wants to dictate with moodiness but the Spirit calls us to walk in joy and in peace. And when I look at this, this is where we have to choose church. You know, even like last night, I'll tell you a little story. I was on my way back. It was 8.30 at night. Um, me and Zaki were on our way back from uh, the school musical at their school, which was absolutely brilliant. And it was, um, you know, we're close to home and there was a car behind me and God bless the tailgaters because my <laughs> husband is one of those and I just remind him every day. Babe, don't be a tailgater. And he was tailgating me and I kept like, you know, flicking your um, rear vision mirror and I'm like, how close is he? And, uh, and Zachy's like, well, uh, mum, just speed up. I said, I'm going the speed limit. And I knew as I was merging towards the roundabout, I thought he's going to speed up and come on the inside lane and overtake me. And I'm like, yeah, you're ready, buddy. You're ready, buddy. I just got a little bit fiery. I'm human. Anyway, so he came up and off he went. And I started, like, I felt my, you know, inside started to boil, like, oh, that tailgater. And I said to Zach, I went, right, I'm going to go and tailgate him. He goes, do it, Mum, do it, Mum. And then I went, no, I'm preaching on the fruit of the Spirit tomorrow morning. And I just waved with kindness. God bless you. I hope you get to where you need to get to on time. Amen? It's a choice, church. It's a choice. (laughs) Have you ever heard this saying, Your gifts can take you somewhere, but you need character to keep you there. Yeah. Character over talent. You know, in Proverbs 20, it says, The purpose of a man's heart are deep waters, but a man of understanding draws them out. Many a man claims to have unfailing love, but a faithful man who can find. You know, this verse questions, who can find a faithful man? Faithful, faithfulness is a character thing, church, something that dwells within the unseen wiring of a person's life. And you know what? Uh, that I, I was dwelling on this thought, you know, character over talent, character over success. And, you know, constantly in the headlines, you know, people are experiencing the reality of um, and seeing gifted and talented people doing amazing things in their life. But I was thinking about this and, um, you know, for 
hear my heart, all of you NRL football fans. Um, I like watching football, but I was thinking about the NRL players. Now they're incredibly talented. They get a great pay package, but what's their characters like? And you hear story after story of people with so much success and so much talent that will only take them so far because their character and their life and their private life is not great. And eventually they fall out of the race. Eventually they blow with their money. Eventually they, you know, make mistakes and take drugs and it's all over. Their gift and their talent can take you so far, but it's your character that's going to sustain you and hold you there. When you have strong giftings, you will find the opportunities and success you are never far away. But be aware that often within that opportunity or success, there is just there is not just stuff that can profit you, but also stuff that has the potential to destroy you. And you have no or underdeveloped character, that stuff can take you from being a person with a long future and a destiny to being someone that has mere moment of fame and success. And so what is it that keeps you safe from the side effects of fame and opportunity, church? The answer's simple. It's a God-developed character to get through this life. Amen? It is this that enables you to say no when you need to and to walk away when you know your integrity is on the line. Be people of integrity. Be people of excellence and be people of strong faith. Amen? And I read this uh, scripture from Christine Kane and she said, if the light that is on you is brighter than the light that is in you, the light that is on you will eventually destroy you, which is so true. You know, church, we're called to live by the Spirit. And, you know, I mentioned that little story before, but I was just thinking about just some little things that, you know, day-to-day life that we battle with, you know, when we're driving and someone's rude on the road. Yes, in that moment, I've had so many situations where I'm like, yes, I want to, like, tailgate them back or I want to bit my horn or, you know, they flick you the bird or something and I go, oh. But we're meant to show kindness and forgiveness, aren't we? Yes, yes. Uh, Yep, I have to remind myself every day. Um, tests of patience in those moments. You know, when someone does wrong by your kids, as I say, don't mess with mama bear. It takes self-control. I remember a situation many, many years ago with our eldest son. I think it was about nine. And this is when we still lived in Sydney and we are at the local skate uh, park. And this particular Saturday, it was really busy. There's kids of all ages from little kids to, you know, older guys. And it was quite chaotic. And there was this particular young man that um, thought he owned the place and he started getting frustrated because he wasn't landing his tricks and doing what skaters do and he started like throwing his kick, uh, his kickboard, throwing, we're not swimming, we're skating, throwing his skateboard and he's cussing and carrying on and there's like little kids everywhere and as a mum you get a bit protective and as a mum you're looking at all these other kids and you're like you know I have this little righteous justice thing in me and I'll stand up very graciously when I need to stand up but I felt my blood boiling, church, in that moment. And I had a decision to make. I could either walk away or I could be that person that said something. And what do you think I did, church? I said something. <laughs> so I sort of walked over, leaned in, and I just said, Oi. I said, Oi. I said, Hey, settle down. I said, There's lots of little kids here and, uh, you know, not necessary. And I uh, didn't quite get the response that I thought I was going to get. And then he started cussing back at me and carrying on, got louder and louder. And now I would say there was probably about 50 people at the skate park. And then these two younger guys turned to me and they said, 
just like zip it, just go zip it. And I'm like, and it just made me fire up even more. And I wanted to have this conversation with this young man and say, look, you know what? Anyway, so I took the advice of these two young men and I walked away. And then this guy came over over to me and he said, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, there was a dad who did a similar thing to you. And a few guys came up behind, behind him and knocked him over the head. And uh, we don't want that to happen to you. So uh, in that moment, I had to use self-control. You know, when we hear some news or a story about someone and then, you know, naturally we go to gossip or spread the story. You know, when you hear things, sometimes church is that natural thing in your flesh. You're like, you want to tell a friend or you want to, you know, spread the news. But it takes self-control to go, I don't need to do that. I need to keep that confidential for the sake of that person, the fruit of the Spirit. Amen? You know, I, I read this. It said the Holy Spirit has no experience of being impatient, hateful, or rude. That's the language of our flesh. And we slip up all the time, church. We do. We're human. Don't be hard on yourself. We are not perfect. But we can continually move forward and keep going, you know what, God, I want to become more like you. I want to be connected to the vine. I need to live by your spirit more and more. And the more that you lean in, the more that you connect with him, you know, you will, it will be easy to deny your flesh and those moments when you could easily just slip and say, you know what, Lord, I'm going to show kindness. I'm going to use self-control in that moment of my life. Amen. You know, if we truly <laughs> lived out Romans 13, 14, Wow, life would be so much easier. And it says, rather clothe yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of your flesh. And I was looking at that scripture, clothe. And that's a daily thing, church, we have to do. We need to get up and we need to put on the garment of Jesus Christ, the garment of praise, the garment of thankfulness, the garment of of, you know, the life that he wants for us, clothing ourselves, wrapping ourselves in Jesus Christ every day and say, Jesus, I commit my day to you. I give you my day. You have your reins today. I deny my own needs. I deny my own wants and you guide me and direct me today. Amen. This is telling us this scripture to clothe ourselves with Jesus and not to even think about how to gratify the desires of our flesh. Every day we need to put on Jesus Obey the Spirit's leading, as I said, and basically ignore our flesh, which is hard, but it's all about where we look and what we look to for satisfaction. And as we give the Spirit more control in our life's church, He begins to do in and through us what He can only do to shape us, to grow us, to look like Jesus. We are literally being transformed when we do. And I don't know about you, I want to be transformed every day. Today, I'm here, but in a year's time, I want to be a different person. I want to keep being transformed into the person that God has called me to be. Amen? You know, our prayer should be, God, do in me whatever you need to do so that I will exhibit your fruit. We must quit running from growth and thinking we can't change, but we can change because we have the power of the Holy Spirit propelling us forward. Amen, church? The fruit of the Spirit becomes part of us when we walk in obedience with the Spirit. Now, I was thinking about that word obedience. You know, as a young child, when you're growing up, your parents say, child, be obedient to your parents, do as you're told. And I don't actually talk like that to my kids, do I, Ella? Be obedient. Just say, look, this is my latest 
I've been on the planet for 45 years, so I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so trust me, I love you. I want the best for you. And they're just the words of Christ for us. He says, trust me, I want the best for you. I'm not trying to smack you over the head or whip you when you know you, you, you know, do things wrong. If you just walk in step with me in obedience, life will be so much better and you will see the fruit from that. You know, I believe this happens by choosing, by choosing. We have a choice every day, church, to choose him. And I believe choosing more time to be in the Word. Who knows how much easier it is to get up and open your phone and start flicking through social media or watch the news. How about every morning, maybe just two minutes, just get up and open the Word. Read the Word. Put on the Word. You know, even just start in Proverbs. I absolutely love that, that book, Proverbs. And I know our eldest son, Noah, I've said, you know, Noah, start in Proverbs. It's so easy to read. And the reason why I love the book of Proverbs, because it's, it's called the book of wisdom. And I believe, I mean, the whole book, you know, the whole book of the Bible is a guidance to how we should live our lives. But one, one book, the book of Proverbs, is just a book of wisdom. And it's so simple. Flick open the book of Proverbs and go, Lord, I'm struggling in this area. There's your answer. Take it on. Put it on. Run with it. Amen. Choose to have more time in prayer, talking to him, being still. Still yourself from the noise around you. Life is noisy, church, isn't it? Life is noisy. Our lives are full. But do you choose to be still at times? How often do you choose that? I know that my home is busy and noisy, so I have to choose to go outside of the doors of my home, you know, and, and workplace and whatever, and I have to go for a walk. And that's my place where I still myself and I, I hear from the Lord. What is it for you so that you can connect with him, that you can pray, that you can cry out to push aside the noisiness of your world and pray and connect with him? I believe we need to choose to uh, immerse ourselves in worship. And, I, you know, you hear me say this time and time again, I'm a worship girl, I'm a feeler, I'm an atmosphere girl, and I love my worship. Fill your car with worship, church. You know, you can flick on the radio and there's always bad news or, you know, just some awesome radio station. But I challenge you, just put on worship in your car and it will 